Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. John Fry from the Bevy team here, and I am thrilled to announce that today's guest is none other than Jess Burnham, who is currently a community strategist over at Unbounce. On this episode, they talked about metrics. How does this tie back to the product team? How can the community help in building your product? How do you identify who are those, you know, top one or 2% of your community and engage with them and how to have meaningful growth, not just vanity of, you know, growing general memberships and what specific units of measurement they look at to make sure that their community is engaged. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Jess, when did the Unbounce community get started and how was it started? The Unbounce community started as an extension of support, from what I understand, in 2009. The founders were very much, they were hands-on, they were still dealing with the customers when they were reaching out for support tickets. And uh, I think originally it was sort of to alleviate that stress on the support team. They were getting bogged down with a lot of repeated questions. And so they started getting involved with the customers in a way that they could, if they could answer the questions in a way that other customers could jump in and get those answers and sort of self-serve, then the community was existed for that. What is Unbounce and what problem does it solve? Tell us about the product. Oh boy. So the product is a landing page and pop-up and sticky bar builder. So if you're a marketer, it's great. You can create your marketing campaigns and you can measure them and you can optimize them. You can A-B test. So uh, for people in the landing page world, that makes a lot of sense. And for people who are not in the landing page world, there's a lot to learn. It's sort of like I liken our product to like Google Spreadsheets where... You can get the job done if you sort of know what you're doing. If you really know what you're doing and you kind of want to look under the hood, then there's a lot to learn there. How big is the Unbounced community? So there's about 16,000 members in, that signed up for the community right now. And we get about 600 active members every week. Wow. And what do you do to keep growth and track engagement? Like what, what metrics are important to you all? Signups are important, but the active members is really important. That means that's the people who are revisiting. So they've signed up for the community. They've logged in. They like lurkers are really common. So we get a lot of people, we get thousands of people logging into the community, but they're not necessarily liking posts, not necessarily commenting. And I know that's widespread throughout all community management lurkers. It's kind of like Reddit, you know, you go and you absorb, but you don't necessarily participate if you're not that kind of person. But we look at, so we, we do look at engagement, but it's mostly the return visitors. That just means that that person went to the community, found something either interesting or helpful, and then came back again. So how do you, like this 600 member weekly, it's, that's weekly, is that right? Yeah, 600, yeah roughly. Or, yeah. So 600 people are engaged. How do you increase that? How do you push that forward? What do you do to, to sort of grow that number? 
I think it really depends on the time. So I hate the answer, it depends, but if it's a feature launch or something like that, then we're talking about the feature and we're monitoring feature usage and we're looking at how people are using features because in the community, you can start to have more dialogue around certain features. So I guess we just recently released AMP, so Accelerated Mobile Pages. Um, a lot of the research that we did before we launched that new feature was looking to the community, are people talking about this? Is this something that people want? Is this something that people can use? So we, we use that to evaluate and that's the type of engagement that sort of builds up. And then we see that engagement kind of tick up when we start to talk about it a little bit more. And then upon feature release, how are people using it? If there's a spiking community engagement around that subject, then we know, okay, there's either work to be done because people don't understand it or maybe it's just something that's you know people are really excited about and you can kind of do a sentiment analysis around that that's an example do you sit i mean how does unbalance as a company look at community and you're certainly a biased source of this but just like where does it sit in the organization you know how to, how to like is it like which groups is it under and and you know just tell us a little bit about how the company looks at community in general so I can give you sort of the org chart overview. So there's, I work on the customer marketing team. So uh, community management lives under customer marketing. We're called the expansion team. So we help our customers find value in our product the best ways that we can. And then over top of that, we're in the customer success department. So we work, that's also the engagement team who works with our enterprise customers, our support team who obviously uh, answers support tickets and helps our customers be successful. And then Above that is our business unit, which is the revenue business unit. And, and then that's the whole organization pretty much is broken up that way. But the way that I sit in the company, the way that Unbounce views community, it was really born from the founders. So we had, uh, I believe we had six founders. Good grief. I know. <laughs> so many fights, I bet. Are they still around? They can't all be around. Most of them. I'm looking at one of them right now. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's that in, the in itself is an accomplishment. <laughs> His name's Carter, and uh, I he's believe he's working at Imbounce. You're not looking at some other company. No, no, no. He's, he's working, working here, through like a the he hallway is. Okay. way. Yeah. Okay, good. I know he had his hand in the community, and he's had a lot of ideas around it. But like, I think the reason that I'm still here, and like our company's ten years old this year, is because they originally had that idea. So some kind of a common thread that I've noticed amongst community managers is. Either they work at an organization where I guess like the CEO has a vision for community and then they hire somebody and they have a lot of buy-in, but they don't really know what to do with all of that buy-in or you're a community manager and you have so much drive to be a community manager, but if it's top down and they don't find value in it, then you, you struggle. But for me, there's, there's just always been investment in community. So that's in-person events, that's philanthropy. In my case, it's the forum. I work mostly with forum users and a group of customers called the Unbounce Experts. So they're essentially our power users and we do a lot of customer to customer marketing through that. How does that work? What Tell us about the Unbounce Expert program. The Unbounce Experts, they're the best part of my job. So there's nine of them. They're located around the world. And the way that they that group started they were called the Unbounce Experts before I started. I did not choose the name and they're too humble, so they don't really like it. So they were just, they were very active in the forum and we used a tool called Get Satisfaction at the time and it had a gamified system that you could actually get points for engagement. So yeah. I think, and I, after talking to them, they knew there was, you can't cash in your points. It's just a point system. 
and they just wanted to get more. So they would just chime into more threads and, and get more involved helping other customers using Unbounce. And over time, we reached out to them and we just said, hey, like, obviously, you're very familiar with the product. We'd love to chat more with you, which turned into meetings, which turned into a private Slack channel which turned into tickets to CTA comp every year. And now I talk to them like my colleagues. We have a Slack channel. We just talk about industry standards, we talk about hockey. We talk about uh, lots of stuff. So they get to come to the conference. They get like expert VIP treatment, I assume. Yeah, or, yeah. Or what happens to them? While they're here, what happens? Yeah, just like, I'm just wondering, like, what else do you do to sort of cultivate and help the experts? So you're, okay, you have a... yeah online conversations with them, but like, are there other things that you do to well, improve their lives or to help them? It's a very symbiotic relationship. So for them, they get alpha beta access to all of our new features. So months out before we release anything, uh, they get their hands on it. They get to use anything and provide us feedback. And they're very candid, which is really helpful for us because if it was a group of like, yes, men and women, then that wouldn't really be serving anybody. So and uh, most of them are agencies, so they kind of run their own businesses and Unbounce is, a, you know, that's one of the major tools in their marketing stack. So if they know more about Unbounce and if they're at kind of the forefront of the things that we're building, that makes them look good to their clients. And then while they're here, uh, we run a full day of workshops. So uh, that started about two years ago. They had just an hour segment. They had a panel and uh, attendees who had signed up for the conference got to come and ask our power users, how are you using the product? How are you running your business? Um, like, what are the marketing trends that you're noticing? And it was so highly reviewed that the next year we asked them to come back and each of them individually owned their own hour segment to talk about anything that they were specializing in. So if I've got this right, the expert program, the most, I don't know, two, three percent most engaged users on the platform, you sort of found them and, and have given them a place where they get access to all the early features so they can give their direct feedback on it. They get access to the conference and to participate in that from speaking to sort of specific content just for them or workshops just for them. And then you have a place where you can go talk about hockey and other really awesome Canadian things that we all love and appreciate. <laughs> is that, those are the, are those, so the main, is there anything else there that you think? Cause I think this is something that like some, some big companies have these kinds of programs, but I would say most don't. And so it's something that we've definitely seen with lots of valuable communities. We've seen it be hugely valuable to sort of like, Oh, do I actually like, can I actually do that? Like, why would somebody want to do that? I know that's the question I get a lot is like, why would somebody actually like want to be, you know, an unbounced expert, like what's in it? Like, is it really enough for them? And I think people that have never done it or experienced it, they don't realize that these people are already doing this stuff anyways, yeah. because it's good for their business and it's something that they care about. Mm -hmm. And so you're just sort of helping them and rewarding them for things they're already doing. And so they'll be stoked about doing it. You just got to give them a, a program to do it around. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's probably more people that would want to do this than, than you'd think, but they just need to be given that opportunity. I'm sure there's more Unbounced customers who, if they knew about the Unbounced Experts program and understood kind of the, the qualifications and the, I guess, the benefit of being in it, they would want to be in it. But the nice thing about having the program being nine people in it right now is it's still intimate and we can actually scale the work that we do. 
if we wanted to. But right now, I like knowing their first and last name. I like knowing their email addresses off the top of my head. I like that I know like random stuff about each of them. And that's only because the group has been able to actually get to know each other. Whereas if you have a Slack channel with 50 people, that's you can't do that as well. What's happened as you've brought that online community in person at the CTA conference or in these more intimate gatherings? Like what's what's been the result of that? A lot. It's actually, it's a pretty exciting time right now. So in 20, oh, I guess that would have been 2017, two of the Unbounce experts were here. Um, they work for, or they're co-founders of a company called Webistry out of Montreal. And they're Unbounce customers. They've scaled their business a lot over the last couple of years. And they came in to our office into the event space and they were able to just talk to our company, which with their, at the time was probably 160 of us or so. We sat in the event space and heard about their journey with Unbounce. And so for our company, it's a tech company. It's a lot of people in engineering, a lot of people anywhere in product development that they're building this product and they may not ever actually meet the end user most of the time. And so for our company to actually get to have that experience to say, or to see the things that you build in action, and then to hear about how customers are using it, how it's serving their clients, and be able to actually kind of personify that. It's, that's huge for us. And so we, we keep asking them back. And, uh, and it's funny, like, I don't think they actually understand the impact that that has when people here are doing that day to day, building software, like you don't feel that human touch at the end of it. So You've been in the community industry for a long time mm-hmm. and you are somewhat known as an oracle in the industry. Tell us where do you see community, customer, customer marketing going over, even if it's just later this year, like where do you see things going? What are you excited about? What is your energy going towards over the next year or two in, in customer, customer marketing or community marketing? Well, so I have this analogy that I use. I've talked about this with a couple of people a customer to customer marketing, it's, I think, I honestly think that it's going to, it's more powerful than a sales team. And this is not to knock sales teams. I think that they're fantastic and they're valuable, but really the sales teams that I know it like, it's almost like the end user is kind of experiencing sales fatigue where they're constantly being sold to um, products online. Like even if I'm just scrolling through my phone, like I'm just being bombarded with stuff that I should be doing and buying and the customer to customer experience that sorry the analogy that i'm referring to is that if you're in a restaurant and the waiter comes over and says this is a special it's really tasty you should definitely buy it and then somebody at the table next to me is eating something and they're like actually i'm eating this thing and it's really it, like it sounds way better than that thing so you should eat it because i'm eating it and i'm enjoying it it's just like getting the referral from somebody who's doing the thing versus or who's like bought the thing versus somebody who's selling you the thing Gosh, I love that analogy. And doesn't always feel like the waitress that or waiter that's serving you is like, they always happen to recommend like the most expensive thing on the menu. Like that's oh, yeah. the thing they like the most. But that just, that's kind of backs that up, right? It's like they're biased. They don't necessarily have your best interest in mind. Maybe they have their own best interest in mind where yeah. the person sitting next to you or another customer they have nothing sort to of gain. like has... They have nothing to gain except for just being a good human being. Yeah, yeah. And like thought leadership is still a thing. So it's still like it makes them look good. I just referred that thing and they use that thing. And and so in business, I understand that. Like if a customer of Unbounce refers Unbounce and then is able to help them, I like I see that business case and that makes sense to me. 
But like our community, the reason that it is so active is because we have users who want to be able to help other users. It's really, it's not just a constant flow of support tickets that are coming in and getting answered by our support team. Our support team, honestly, just will like refer uh, people who come in. They'll just say, okay, well, this answer is in the community. Please go help yourself to that information. So it's a great deflection tool. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. Again, that's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod. Pod.